I'm going to bring our next guest that right on. Jump right on, like no break at all, at least. Um, Rochelle, uh, you guys. I'm digging those glasses. I'm, I'm going to go bold. Are you ready? I'm a little like, this is going outside my comfort zone. Oh, I don't know if I can even do it. Are you ready? Oh, I love it. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with glasses. I was resisting them for a long time. Now I'm like collecting like all kinds of different colors. And <laughs> are they are they like just not too crazy? <laughs> oh, I love them. It, I was inspired by one of our guests. Remember, she had. I have to think of her oh, name. Oh, um. She told uh, me where to get them. Not, not Sveta. Oh. I know I look like Sveta, but it was another another woman who was on. But your glasses just reminded me. I have those too. So you guys and remember each other, really by the way. Do you gals remember each other? You met each other at, in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah, at the Blue Talks. Hmm? Oh my yeah. gosh, I knew you looked familiar. Okay, I, I did it, but these are better for me to see. You so, were both in the same energy uh, in San Diego. And, and oh my like, gosh, I do. How are you? I you thought, well, maybe you were on like another the glasses. Oh, there you are. <laughs> now I can see you, really. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, good to see you again. Yeah, you too. Thank you. So, where are you? I'm in San Diego, uh, North County area of San Diego. And uh, it's a beautiful day, like always, in San Diego. <laughs> My son is in Ocean Beach right now. Oh, nice. That's Yes, he's area. one of those, you know, RV vans that moves at 2 in the morning and stays overnight and sells, you know, rings and is happy right now. So I'm like, great. Yeah. yeah. So you, would, you might not remember this, Rochelle. So Rochelle uh, was uh, volunteering that day for us. And uh, Elise was the person that showed in the RV. And so she had to find parking in it with an RV. So that's, and Elise spoke on the, on the stage about mind seeds that day. And fl so. flipping your script. Yeah, I totally mm -hmm. remember. You were like the producer. <laughs> you were like making it all happen. <laughs> I was just hanging out doing whatever needed to be done. It was awesome. Well, you you, you Very owned close your producer. And so, uh, of course, Rochelle, where we start, we'd like to get to know the person a little bit. So usually I get the, the person themselves to take it away and tell us a little bit about themselves, their backstory for those that may be discovering them for the first time. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I pretty much San Diego has been my hometown. I grew up here. Um, my dad was in the Navy, so I was in a military family. And luckily, we didn't get moved. We stayed here. And... Um, after high school, I really was into kind of like the medical field. I was um, a trainer in high school and, you know, took CPR and like all these classes. And I really was drawn to like medical. Um, and I became a lifeguard and then took my EMT and then I became a paramedic. So I was a paramedic for six years for the city of San Diego, running around in an ambulance and trying to save lives and <laughs> all kinds of crazy things that I saw. And um the contract was coming up for bid and many of us were going to lose our jobs. So a lot of people started going back to school. Most gravitated towards med school, RN, those things. And I took a forensics course and got hooked. And I ended up um, working in a crime laboratory uh, for, I, I completely switched careers, worked in a lab in North County and then got hired with um, San Diego Police Department and worked with them for over almost 18 years. And um, I was working with them and I was really at the height of my career. I was on a really prestigious forensics board. I was um, doing research and teaching and speaking all over the country. And one day I was flying back from this board meeting and I decided I was done. 
And I took a leap and I quit, gave my two weeks notice, and I just jumped into the <laughs> entrepreneurial world, swimming like crazy. And <laughs> and I knew there was just something more for me. And prior to me quitting, I really started doing my personal development work on my inner limiting beliefs and really meditating, tapping into my intuition and that was truly, I think, the thing that um, was a catalyst for me at quitting and finding out what my purpose and passion was and my why. So um, that was three. Actually, it was four years ago this May. And, you know, I've been doing an, an arraignment of you know, different jobs. When I first jumped out, like it was like, OK, what am I going to do? I hired a coach help me figure it out. And then it shifted, you know, two or three, four or five times. And then this last year during the pandemic was really when I, when I truly found, I feel I found my why. And um, so it's been a, it's been a fun journey and an interesting one. And um, I've loved all the careers that I've done, but I'm so incredibly grateful that I took that leap and jumped into this world. And I've never looked back. Well, I love that. Life is a buffet. And you just decided <laughs> that you wanted more you wanted to try more choices on the buffet. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, what's amazing, uh, one of the, the common themes, we've talked about the themes this week, and every time we do this, we talk, there's different themes. But I'll tell you the underlying theme for me is synchronicity. Because you know, Elise and I are sitting here and we talked yesterday yeah, about how we met. But then, at least you know this, Michelle and I, it's kind of neat, somebody from Vegas connected us, yeah. uh, and Michelle did a bit of subcontract work for me, but we were connected that way, and then we kept talking, and then when we were bringing Blue Talks to town, I said, hey, would you be interested in coming with us and visiting us at Blue Talks? And, you know, here we are now, she's a part of Blue Talks, uh, writing, you know, Blue Talks in the Blue Talks books, and all that kind of stuff, and I mean, it all started from somebody said, hey... Uh, I know somebody that might be interested in doing this. Do you have a need for this? Yeah. And so, I mean, like there's three people here and the synchronicity. And then the fact that now you guys are connected, uh, both already have been in San Diego together at the same time. And now here, I mean, to me, it's just, if we, if we recognize synchronicities exist, we're going to have more of them. And I'm hoping what people see as they listen to these interviews is how many synchronicities. Oh, totally. Well, and the other thing too, is like, I was, I was trying to find my why and you wrote the book of why and how. And so, you know, it really kind of looped me back, even though I was working for you, it looped me back into, you know, connecting in that way um, with your book and a couple other books to really help me figure that out. Wow. You really, you manifested a double why. I did. <laughs> well, here, we'll just give it to you in writing too. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. But I mean, I, like I said, the reason I, I'm, now I'm so big on the synchronicity thing is because I didn't believe in it for much of my life. So now that I, I see it and witness it happening so often, I'm like, I want everybody to know that this thing is real. It's not just all these random coincidences that all just happen that way. It, Absolutely. And we, are, and, and we play an intricate role in creating these. Like we can actually summon them. We can be in a frequency. It's like tuning into a station. So once you recognize that, that, that it is a thing, that they are, that, that it's th those moments occur and the interactions show up. And then you, then you're like the star of that. And you can actually be like the player. It's like this real time, virtual reality, interactive way of living. Remember the game of life? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember there was a wheel. Yeah. It was the game. So, the, so I, so I see all of this recognizing the synchronicities, you know, the miracle being the miracle to recognize the miracle. Like that's the miracle. Miracles are everywhere, but the real miracle is the ability or that connection to re and recognizing and believing it as a miracle. Now, and so, huh? I was going to say the key thing as well, just to add one more thing onto the synchronicity, because I know we'll jump off it soon is the key thing is, you also not only have to believe they exist and summon them, but you also have to recognize, and this was a hard part for me, they don't show up in the way you always think they will. I you almost missed it. Sometimes it's like, this is not what I thought it was going to look like. Or it didn't work. I, I, wanted to have, I wanted to have a New York Times bestselling book and I didn't get it. Yeah, but you landed a TED Talk that allowed you to impact X amount of people. You know, it, maybe you asked for the New York Times, but the universe said, You're, that's not you. We've decided that's not your alignment. This one is. But so many people give up because they're like, I asked for the TED Talk. It didn't – or the New York Times book. It didn't show up. So I think it's also recognizing that just because you ask for it in a certain way, you still might get it. It just not might look the way you think it should. Mm. Yeah, and I found like, you know, meditating, um, my inner voice gets really – especially when I'm doing it consistently and regularly and, you know, for longer periods of time, it gets really loud. So I remember before I quit my job, I was sitting next to this guy at this, um, I went to go see this personal development speaker and I didn't know why, but I'm like, I know I need to get his number or his contact information. And sure enough, he's the person several months later that was at WeWork down the street when I quit my job and I ended up connecting with him and he really helped me like in that transition period. So, and that was like, a year before I'd even quit. Um, so yeah, there's so many and there, and there's when you see them and recognize them and realize why, why <laughs> then it's awesome. So I want to circle back to what you do, Rochelle, uh, but I will tell you guys, I just watched, rewatched Mark Nixon. If you remember him, he spoke at the, Oh, I love Mark. He's so awesome. It, his talk was brilliant. And for context for people, Mark's in a wheelchair and it was from a car accident that he had. And he shared the story in Sage. And I just watched it again. And he talked about how, whenever he was lying there after the car accident and he only had a limited amount of time to be picked up and taken to the hospital. There was like an off duty ambulance that was traveling in the direction, got the call and went there. There was a nurse who went and worked on him who was like visiting her mother or something like 20 minutes away. Mm -hmm. Like all those things, if they didn't happen in that way, he says, and the doctors say he wouldn't be here today. Yeah. So there was clearly a purpose, you know, like there was something had to be behind that. What are the odds of the coincidence of the ambulance and the nurse both being within an hour of him and getting the call. Yeah. So I just want to recognize that there might be such thing as what we think are coincidences. Maybe they're probably just the smaller ones that maybe don't have as much meaning to us. But I really believe that these synchronicities are happening every day, whether we acknowledge it or not. Mm -hmm. And they're working for us, whether we acknowledge them or not. <laughs> but if yeah. we do acknowledge them, we're going to see them more often. I just yeah. want to leave it there. But yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Rochelle, before we go learn more about the work you're doing. Oh, well, yeah, no, I think that's, it's totally true. And, and I probably have recognized more of those since I quit my job. I think there were seeds being planted before, but again, the more inner work I did, the more then I was able to see certain things. So, yeah. Love it. And so tell us about your work. You know, you said you've uh, uncovered your why. So maybe let's dive in a bit to that as well. Yeah. So um, I help clients amplify their voice, their brand, their message uh, through various media platforms. So I've been supporting a lot of speakers right now and business owners and entrepreneurs um, being on podcasts because, 
you know, last year, everything kind of paused as far as live events and things were shifting and nobody really knew what was going and they were waiting. And so podcasts kind of became like a hot platform for people to be on. So I was really supporting a lot of people and I still am um, getting onto podcasts. And then also, you know, I am a musician. I love music. You can I see was going to ask about the guitars <laughs> behind you. And if, you know, I'm like, this, she's got to be something with music. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've always loved music. I was in the church choir when I was a little girl. And after high school, I took guitar in high school. I took a little after high school. And then, you know, I, I kind of played around a little bit, but didn't really take it seriously. And then when in my 40s, I found my guitar instructor who was somebody I played with in high school and he had a studio about 10 minutes from my house. And so I started taking lessons from him. And after we took lessons for a while, he, um, he was like, you know, you should need to start writing music. And I kind of laughed because I was like, I don't know how to write music. Like I'm not a song songwriter. I just want to learn how to play guitar. And fast forward, you know, he, gently nudged several times and then I started to just play around and write and I actually wrote some songs and um this kind of like wraps into my why because I my sister was very sick with um colon cancer about three years ago and she unfortunately she passed away um battling um a two and a half year battle and um the day after she wrote she passed away I started writing a song about my interpretation of her colon cancer journey. And I didn't know what would happen with that song. Mark and I, my guitar instructor, put music to it. We sang it at our celebration of life and it was, it was beautiful. And I knew I wanted to help in some way with um, bringing colon cancer and awareness to others because my sister was young. Um, her symptoms were initially ignored because, she, because of her age. And um, so this last year, I remember I was sitting here at my desk and it was one of those moments like when I was trying to find my why and I was like, what, why am I here, God? Like, you know, just like <laughs> show me some signs. <laughs> and instantly, like within, I swear a minute, stories through music came through and I had no idea what that meant at that time, but I made a note of it. I looked up the domain. It was open. I bought it. And then I just kind of left it at that. I didn't know what was going to happen with it. And so last year, I to bring awareness to colon cancer, I actually took my sister's song, created a lyric video with um, colon cancer statistics and, and facts, and then used that as a, um, a tool to share my sister's story and to bring colon cancer awareness to others. So March is Colon Cancer Awareness Month. So we've been, you know, doing a lot as far as like advocating for um, people to get screened and why it's so important because they truly do save lives. And so that kind of like really was the tail end of like me doing, helping people amplify their voice in different ways. But really where my heart and passion is, is marrying music with, you know, sharing a message in a different way. So I took that and, and that's how I've been advocating for colon cancer awareness is through music. So through that song that I wrote for her. Can and you play um, it for us? Can I play it for you? Yeah. That'd be nice. Let's have some music. Come on. Let's, let's. You want me to play the recording of it or? I'd or, like you to play it live if you're like, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I mean, come on, girl. You got the guitars behind you. You got like the broad audience. Is that okay, Corey? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I can't. Come on, girl. We're, gonna, we're giving you the stage. Well, and while she's getting set up, I have a question for you, Elise. Sure. I have a, um, 
an interview that I have at the top of the hour, right at the very top. Are you okay at the, if we're, we we run a minute or two over if I jump onto my other interview and you finish things off? You close yeah, or wait, she could play her song and we'll get her contact stuff and we still have 20 minutes, right? Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to go. Yes, absolutely. Anything for you, Corey. I'm, okay. I'm well, you. we'll aim to finish right on time and I'll jump right over to the other one. Yeah. We'll just tell everyone we love them now. We love you. And when we like end at three, we're just already letting you know that we'll see you tomorrow. And we still love you. <laughs> right. Tomorrow at 12 Eastern. And you, and we appreciate all of you. Yes. hundred percent. I love your chair, Rachel. <laughs> Thanks. It's is that a cow chair. It, it is. It's a fake cow chair, obviously, but it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It is fun. I love it. My, um, my, the theme in this room here. Okay. So this is a song I wrote for my sister. It's called Fueled by Faith. And um, this was just my interpretation of her, of her colon cancer journey. And, and I used a lot of words that she had posted on social media and she was a big advocate, you know, when she was alive as far as getting screened and stuff. So um you get dealt the hand you didn't know you're up for the fight don't let it show it ain't gonna bring me down gonna lock it up and shut it down no time let's get this treatment on the road gonna knock it down and i won't let it show it won't get the best of me i'll fight the fight until i'm free fuel by faith god's in control unwavered fight it's in my soul my road is turned and now I see My job is done, don't cry for me Here I am a few years down the road Keep taking hits, but I won't let it show. Some doubt's creeping in me now. I give it to God and settle down. When you get news that things could really end. I still smile for all my family and friends. I know that they'll be okay. I've made my mark. I'm on my way. Filled by faith, God's in control, unwavered fight, it's in my soul. My road is turned and now I see, my job's done, don't
Can I ask you what your sister's name is? Juanita. Juanita. So she's here with us. I just got goosey bumps all <laughs> over. That's beautiful. And you have a beautiful voice. Oh, thanks. I, I haven't warmed up. And I was kind of like. Wow, you did that. That. <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah, it's as uh, as a musician, I could say it's it's sometimes hard when we get kind of thrown, hey, will you play right now? And, <laughs> and you're warmed up. And it's if it wasn't such a meaningful song if it was you just you jamming i would have grabbed my guitar too but i also saw you had your capo on so i would have to change everything but <laughs> yeah oh, thank you so much that was so beautiful oh thank you yeah so i you know have have now tapped into songwriting as a way for me to heal express myself and and kind of create you know create some music and uh so it's been a lot of fun and and I hope to do that for others, you know, take their stories into a song and help them bring awareness to something that they are very passionate about or cause or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, that is the first that I've ever heard of utilizing your gift and your purpose to create music for people. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. I love it. It's so interactive and different and unique. And we have pictures, we have stories, we have videos and all that. But to create a song in honor of something or in honor of someone. Yeah. And, you know, when I, when I did my own outreach, I reached out to all these colon cancer awareness groups, foundations, charities. And I just shared my video and I was like, you know, I really want to share my sister's story because it's important for me to bring awareness to getting screened. And the, the response was really amazing. I had people write me back saying they watched it and they cried and they, you know, there's a lot of emotion, you know, tied into song and music, but then you tie somebody's story to it and it makes it very real. And, um, and then you tie like, you know, facts and statistics or something that you're advocating for. And it just kind of like ties the whole thing together. And so, you know, that's, that's what I discovered this last year. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I got another, all these guests are bringing up all this stuff in me. I'm being more vulnerable than ever, Corey. It's like happening right here live. So I know we're have a short time. I'm going to make it really quick, but Manatee Landing Retreat is a big, we haven't really shared this story yet with the world. And I'm, I'm assuming I'm, I'm intending that on uh, that Elliot's okay with me sharing this story. But so two years ago on Labor Day, we got a call and found out that Elliot's sister and brother-in-law died in a boat fire on the, in the channel islands and them and 37 other people who were environmental scientists and biologists and marine biologists were on this, on this vessel and they had the dive of their life and, and they, and they all transitioned. So it kind of, we were already starting to RV cross country. I'm not going to get involved in all that, but we're, so now we have, so we're here at Manatee Landing Retreat. We are changing lives. We are, we are creating happy vibes together as a community. Somebody came by, was here today and they're like, this is kind of like the speakeasy of retreats. Like you kind of have to find out from someone who's been there and then you come and I mean, we're on Airbnb, but the point is, is that this space is in honor of Adrian's memory because she fell in love with manatees and that started her journey as an environmental scientist and a marine biologist. And she has changed and written guidelines and bylaws for scientific and bio 
um, marine biology research all over the world and left an impact. And the way, talk about synchronicities, Corey, the way that this showed up and it wasn't available and it was under contract and we were going here. And so we are creating a nonprofit and an organization to give back in her name. But Manatee Landing Retreat is really like Adrian's guiding this whole journey on how this is unfolding. And I would love to talk to you about writing a song. Oh, yeah. In honor of her memory and, and, and Manatee Landing and just how this everything unfolded. So I'd love to reach out to you. Yeah. Because it's be such a beautiful gift, I think, to lend to this space in her memory. Yeah. In her honor, really. I mean, she's still here. I'm like, stuff shows up. People are showing up. Like, I'm like, always, thank you, Adrian. I'm like, thanks for being on it. You have a way better overview of everything that's happening. So she's really guiding the space. Yeah. So that's kind of what I would, came up for me. Yeah. I mean, I would love to support, like, there's so many foundations, charities, like nonprofits that started for a reason. You know, yes. they started because of somebody or because of an experience or something very powerful that made them create this, you know, business and this, you know, thing that other people can be a part of and then contribute to and make the world a better place. So, yeah, you know, I mean, you're coming out song story like so we're, we're going to like share the story <laughs> more publicly as we, you know, as we kind of grow and and, and settle into the space. Uh, I th and I think it would be beautiful to have like. A coming out song for Adrian, you know, <laughs> attached to the retreat. <laughs> Can have fun with it. We, when we started our journey cross country, we just hashtag um, celebrate uh, Adrian, Adrian and Andrew celebrate life because they were celebrating their life and they transitioned in a moment of they were doing what they loved with who they loved, and it was really a yeah. gift. And yeah. so, okay, so that was the story, but that's, that's what it inspired in me. Like I get it. Like I see the gift that you have to give the world. No, so. so I want to add something in when we talk about this uh, and I'll also add in I saw a side comment that somebody didn't put publicly but they said wow I'm learning so much this is incredible thanks Rochelle so I just want to share that um, I want to also add that um, I know one other person only one other person that's doing what you're talking about doing and I feel like called that I should maybe connect you with them just to see whether they're synergies or whether you can learn from their path, they're a very giving person. And what yeah. they do, a little different take on it, but what they do is companies hire them as a speaker. And what they also do is they'll bring in a workshop where they actually write a song about the company what, mm -hmm. in real time. Oh, yeah. So you talk about that. Yeah. So they do yeah. it for companies. I think, mm -hmm. they, I think they mostly do it for corp corporations or companies. Yeah. So they'll write a song about their experience or the company or what have you, or the company will say, we want a song about this, customer service, whatever, and they write that. But it's similar enough, but also different enough that I feel like called to connect you guys at some point. So keep me honest on that. But yeah. that's the only person I know doing it. So you're on to something unique. Where yeah. can we find you? Where can other people like reach out to you and with they you know, with their experience or their journey? So I'm on social media. You can reach me at Rochelle Babbler um, on Facebook and LinkedIn. And um, my website is www.rochellebabbler.com. I called you Rachel. Sorry, Rochelle. That's okay. Uh, so <laughs> I, get also, Rachel, I get all kinds of. <laughs> but I like Rochelle. Like, hey, Rochelle. I'm going to pull a Kimmy. Hey, Rochelle. <laughs> so could you just, again, because I want to get everything in within the, within the, time frame is going to the comments again also linkedin and youtube and wherever else we are but also to hop onto the platform on facebook the blue talks flip your script and share that information too okay 
This way, people who are watching the replay are able to reach out to you, uh, you know, as they're inspired. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. And so, Rochelle, we still do have a few minutes left. One other question. Uh, You told me about something happened in Louisiana. Are you able to say what's happening in Louisiana yet or no? Well, you just yeah. now we all, now we yeah. want to know. I got my formal invite on my birthday last week, which was amazing. Um, so I, huh? Does that mean you can say it or not? I don't want to put yeah. you in the spot. They put it on Facebook, so I'm assuming oh, I can. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was invited to do my TEDx talk in Louisiana this coming October. Woohoo, girl! Yeah. Okay, what's, what is that. what's the talk? Like what is it? What's the title? Advocating through music. Nice. That's it's going to be stemmed around that. I love it. Yeah. So you'll have your guitar on stage. I don't know if I'm going to play. Um, you know, bring it, girl. Bring it. I'm going to bring my guitar. I don't know. Options. Yeah, part of the talk or maybe in between. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Or maybe you know what I was thinking? It would be awesome if we actually like, sort of like, um streamed out with you playing the song like I was thinking about it while you were playing I'm like oh it would be great if it was like at the end and we kind of like went out with your song so that could be something for your talk too yeah yeah I know I've watched a couple of TED TEDx talks with you know people playing guitar and singing songs and so we'll see it works but I mean I I feel like you have to you have to go with what feels right to you within the talk absolutely yeah like I don't know if you fully created it yet but as you're creating it you'll know it Mm -hmm. probably if, if playing a song fits right or if it fits for you at all. I mean, you could theoretically, you could have the guitar just on the stage as the prop and right. it still the, the, you know, demonstrates what you do. Yeah. So, do a little freestyling like I do, you know, just kind of like feel it as it, as it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Are you allowed to do that on a Ted talk? Which part? Well, you know, I'm a freestyle speaker. I really never, script anything i show up i (laughs) i I set my intention i i get my my boundary of my time limit and it sort of unfolds as as we're right there live so So is that a ted talky thing well rochelle as well has a lot of experience with this and i don't know if you'll second what i I say here or not you can tell your experience but first of all because it's independent um local organizations that are running their own tedx theoretically that local organization could say, yeah, at least we trust you wing it. They could know you really well. But for the most part, what they try to do is get a feel for what you're speaking on. A lot of them have a speaking coach yeah. and they want to make sure what you're going to say on that stage is going to work. A lot of them as well want an audition and to hear the bulk of your talk or some of your talk. So yes, you could do it, but it's, it's, I'm going to say more rare. That yeah. That's okay. So like Elise and Rothman and DeHood and yeah, <laughs> they'll let you, I'll own the rare. Yeah. So there's a potential. The possibility is there. <laughs> I, typically, you would see it. I feel where you know the organizer. Okay. Where yeah. They'll just then they're almost like going, okay, I trust the lease, and then right. they let it happen, and they don't, just don't say we didn't kind of go through and see what her talk was. But yeah. usually, they want to know ahead of time. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. I'm excited for you. So when? Thank so it's when again? October sixth in Louisiana. Awesome. Texas, West Monroe. So if there are, if there are a quick turnaround, we may actually see your talk by early 2022, like super early, because yeah. October you may be at the end of the year, but usually usually a couple of months. So yeah, that's what I've might, heard. You might have it by the end of 2021, but for sure you should have it by early 2022. Yeah, that's not I'm, far. I'm excited. I'm doing it live because <laughs> you know a lot are virtual. Some still are virtual, so I'm just. I was gonna, uh, that's what's going to be my next question. So you answered it. So it is live. 
It is live. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So yeah. do you hang out in Louisiana. You're only like eight hours away. <laughs> I assume you'd fly there though, right? You probably wouldn't drive. Yeah, I'd fly there. And then I thought maybe I'll, I'll go down to New Orleans after to celebrate because it's right down, right oh, down the street. <laughs> you know what that means? The universe decided you weren't going to get a TEDx talk until you could go back live. Yeah. It didn't during virtual because it wanted you to be there live. I know. I, I did tell myself I want to do it live. So I've been applying since January and, you know, got this one. So I'm excited. That is awesome. New Orleans yeah. is a lot of fun. Oh, I know. It's a great so, music town. <laughs> all right, guys. Love you, Corey. It's almost top of the hour. I know. I, so I was going to ask Rochelle one last closing question. Yeah. Do you, I, I don't want to steal Elisa's. So Elise, do you want to ask your closing question before we let Rochelle run? And Rochelle, I always say to be continued. You know this isn't the last time. So with your permission, I'd like to say to be continued again. And let's bring you on in the future as well. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, yes. so seed of perspective, a mind seed of perspective that you would like to share or that you could share with our viewers and those who are going to watch the replay that they could plant in, that we could plant into our fertile mind that will help us grow more of a life we love and love ourselves in. Um, I think for me, it would be when you feel the pull uh, to take a different direction, to trust it and, and do it and drown out all the naysayers because um, it's so worth it. Because it's I'm none of their talking. business anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got a lot of crit criticism quitting my job and, um, you know, people said I was having a midlife crisis and I told them, no, it's a midlife awakening. I know. You were having a growth spurt. I call it a growth spurt. <laughs> I, I never heard the other one, though, either. Midlife, midlife awakening. awakening. I like mm -hmm. Yeah, awakening. there you go. I love it. Totally. Yeah. You were coming into your own. Yeah, I knew it was right for me and then nobody else saw it, but I did. And that's all that mattered. And so just do it. And look at you Just now. Do it. And that's and not a plug for Nike. All right. I'm I'm heading out at three today. I have people behind these doors or like yesterday, they're like, where were you? So I am gonna say thank you so much, Rochelle. No, I will, we will be in touch. I'm gonna touch base with you like next week after this whole week. And yes. I'm excited to see what how we can create together. Oh. Corey, I adore you. I appreciate you. You're awesome. Oh, thank thank you. you so much. And to be continued tomorrow at noon, right? Thank Absolutely. you so much, both of you. Thank, Thank you. you, everybody. Thank you, Rochelle. Like I say, we'll bring you back on. Thanks for being a great closer today. Uh, we appreciate you. You guys are both awesome. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, here. Corey. And we'll see everybody tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs> everybody. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.